iHeartRadio's getting you in the mood. Yeah, that mood. Binge Sex.Life, Season 2 now. Join sexologist Morgan Penn and Hayley Sproul for a 10-episode journey into the most intimate sides of New Zealand. Morgan's putting her body on the line to find out what's going on inside and outside of the bedroom in Aotearoa. Season 2 of Sex.Life is out now. All thanks to our friends at Wild Secrets. Use the promo code Sex.Life for a 20% discount at wildsecrets.co.nz. Hello and welcome to On The Tiles, the New Zealand Herald's politics podcast. I am your host, uh, Thomas Coughlin. I am the New Zealand Herald's deputy political editor. Uh, the Labour Party faithful are gathering in Auckland this weekend for their party conference. Uh, it is a time for party members and the party leadership and, and hierarchy and, and bureaucracy to connect and uh, discuss how they feel about how things are going. Uh, it's time for the party party leadership to communicate to members what they would like to see in election year, a, a, an energised, rejuvenated party ready to, to campaign and win. And for party members, it's a time for them to tell the party leadership uh, what they'd like to see out of them. Uh, so joining me today is someone who's been to plenty of these gatherings. Um, she is a former president of the party herself, elected in 1988 at the, the tender age of 31. Um, she's also been an MP, uh, an MP for 27 years, representing uh, one electorate, uh, which has gone by three names, Littleton first, Banks Peninsula, and finally Port Hills, although it's now reverted to Banks Peninsula again. My guest is, of course, Ruth Dyson um, of the Labour Party. Ruth, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks very much, Thomas, and thanks for that warm introduction. Oh no, no worries. It's very, it's a, it's a lot to squeeze into um to a short amount of time. Um, I wonder, like, I suppose, um, you know, just for, for for sheer fun, um, perhaps we could start with some of the, the the sort of more difficult party conferences that you've you've been to. Um, you know, sometimes they go really well, uh, and sometimes they don't. I think um, there was a lot of commentary last year that the last year's National Party conference in AGM uh, was not flash. Um, and and obviously resulted in a bit of a leadership change a few months later. You um you were elected president during a very memorable party conference in, in Dunedin, I think it was, and and there were some memorable party conferences throughout that whole decade of the 1980s where the party membership clashed with the Roger Douglas faction, uh, the famous infamous Roger Douglas faction, the Labour Party. What is it like when a when a party is 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 kind of reforming itself, ripping itself apart and rebuilding itself during a, a sort of party conference for, for everyone to see and when you're a part of that? Um, it's pretty horrible, I think, would be a fair summary. Um, I, I look back on those times now and, and think, you know, thank goodness we have well and truly moved on from all that sort of stuff. The Labour Party um, was responsible in, in those times for the formation of several other parties. Mm. Um, and if we could have fast forwarded to now, we say, well, that's how it sh- that's how it should have always been. You know, there should have have been Roger Douglas and Richard Preble, Michael Bassett in ACT rather than in Labour. Peter Dunn, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, and others. D- during the time, it was awful, but it's so long ago now. You know, things have really so moved on from that time. Thank goodness. 
He's not. It's. I mean, it is. It's. I. I think. Um. Well, I think it's fairly certain to say that that uh, the Labour Party will probably not have a conference like that uh, again in a very long time. Certainly not. Not this weekend. Um. I mean, what? In, in modern times, parties have tended to have. I mean, uh, access, I suppose, has been curtailed a wee bit. Parties have tended to stage manage their conferences a wee bit more. Uh, even um, even party conferences where there's been a bit of controversy. So again, the, the last year's National Party Conference, um, there was a wee bit of controversy around the, the party's conversion therapy, whipped vote. Uh, I think 2012 for the Labour Party was the last... 2012, I think, was the last Labour Party conference where people, um, you know, uh, suggested that 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 uh, you know the commentary was pretty universal around that conference that it didn't go go too well because of the disunity. Do, do you feel like there's a sort of secular trend to just make sure that these things are managed a wee bit better now that, that, that there there is there are there are more guide rails to ensure that even when things go badly, they don't end up with the kind of massive falling out that you saw in the 1980s. I think there's a limit to how much you can do that to people. Um, and and I think in Labour, we recognise that people have got really strong and passionate views and you can't manage out of them. What we have in Labour at the moment, and it's been for quite a while now, is a genuine respect for each other and a much greater tolerance of differing views and an ability to listen to people. So I think that that the culture in Labour has really improved and developed to a point where we can have pretty robust discussions, but not ending up with the sort of falling out and bitterness that we had in the past. Yeah, and and so going into the sort of the modern era, I mean, what 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 represents a, a successful conference? I mean, in in, in government, um, Labour has tended to have very sort of. Um, uh, uh, conferences that have been so kind of um, uncontroversial that they're me- remembered more for policy announcements rather than any kind of uh, party stuff. I think a memorable one recently was 2019. The government announced, I think, $400 million um, for upgrading schools as part of the, the New Zealand Upgrade Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, I think we had the, the, the change to the party rules to allow the, the, the caucus to change the leadership uh, without going to members, if I think a two-thirds majority uh, was achieved within within caucus, um, and, a, and I think some caveats around that, um, you we we don't really. I mean, there's, other than that, there there hasn't been really any memorable kind of um, conference recently, and I suppose that's that's probably the way Labour would like it, right? Or, or any party would like it. Um, well, obviously, you you always want to see your party reflected positively in the media, regardless of what um, party you're in. But the the Labour Party, in the, when I first joined many years ago, used to have hundreds of remits that were discussed. And of course, if you're a competent journalist, you'll hone in on the <laughs> one or two um, that are going to be fiery or controversial, and that would be the publicity. Um, the Labour's changed the way that it develops policy, n- not to eliminate um that sort of controversy, but it's a much more mature understanding of how you need to develop policy in a more comprehensive way. So you don't have isolated remits, which Mm. are just a sentence or two that are totally disconnected to other remits that may well have been passed at the same conference. So it was our old way was was much more likely to have, um, you know, fire and debate, but actually it was pretty 
inadequate in terms of developing a robust um, and comprehensive party policy. So now we have a policy platform. It's built on during the regional and annual conferences rather than the old style. Right. And I suppose, you know, um, for listeners at home, just to precede this, the, 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 the national conference is the culmination of 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 a, a series of, of regional meetings. Are you able to actually run through the, the number of, of steps to, to get to the national, the national level conference the, the, in terms of the, the various regional conferences? that, sure, that, there's, that there's, six, there's six regional six. conferences. Right. So Northland, Auckland, um, Waikato area, Central North Island, Wellington region, and then the top of the South Island and the rest of the South Island. So I think we go down to... Um, include Rangitata, for example, in the top half of the right. this. So all of those regions have their own regional conference where they do policy and organisational discussions. And then whatever comes out of that um, goes through to the annual conference. And when you mentioned sort of policy, policy work and policy sort of um, development, how does that how does that work through at the moment? Uh, you know, if I'm a if I'm a Labour Party member. Um, who's looking to to change policy on? I, I think in your in your valedictory speech, um, you were talking about uh, ACC changes um, from from memory. Um, oh, that's, been, that's been in our policy for a while, Tom. Oh, there you go. Sorry, <laughs> you just have to, get to the top of the list to implement it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, good luck. Good luck in, in, in doing but so. Labor always has. Um, Far more things that we want to do than we have time to do them. <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's um, it's aggressive party. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is uh, that is a fair characterization. Well, if, if there's another if there's another policy that I'd, I'd like to change, and I, I were a Labour member, how would I go about? What's the sort of process to get it to get it on the agenda to actually get it in your policy platform? So, so we're a very um, our our style of party membership is very inclusive. So you can literally go to a meeting and discuss something, and it can be taken by your branch. Every electorate has you know branches um through to a regional conference and then um an annual conference that that's one of the things that amazed me when I first got involved in the party that I could feel passionate about something and then not long later a matter of months later hear it debated at a conference and then see it being implemented by my party and government it's an extraordinary feeling mm. of involvement and Ability to actually get things done, mm. and so it goes from the branch to the the regional conference, and then to the, the then it would then it would would get debated at national conference, and that yeah. and from that would right. be part of party policy, right? And that would that would play out over a process of what months, perhaps. Well, there's regional and annual conferences every year. Election year is different um, mm. because, of course, by then your manifesto is done and dusted. Done and dusted. Um, so it's the it's the first two years of the mm. three year cycle, and you um you're still active in the party. How's how's the party feeling? Um, you know this year it's obviously it's in government still has that massive majority. Um, the polling has softened since the since since the last conference, um, and you know the election looks like it will be a bit of a nail biter. Um, what's the membership think of 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 how their party's um, doing? Well, I think everybody realised that the 2020 election was not going to be this, you know, the standard for the following three years. It was a pretty extraordinary mm. uh, result, well-deserved result after a really hard three years prior to that. Um, the number of 
catastrophic events that um, Jacinda and her team had had to face was, you know, it's unprecedented. Mm. Um, my feeling in the party is that there's a lot of new people involved, which is always one of the highlights of a conference. Um, and I think this is the is this the first um, in person conference for quite some time. So it will be a you know a physical reconnection of a lot of friends. Mm. But I always found the most energising thing at a conference was the new people. And I've noticed that um, just in Canterbury, the number of new Labour people whose names pop up and who are involved in things, it's really, really encouraging. That's a great sign for how the party's overall health is doing. Mm. You know, people are getting involved. And in terms of whether voters at the moment, I think both National and Labour are at a historic low for MMP, mm. and, and you see the the splitting of the vote. Basically, the the smaller parties have really increased their vote. Now, whether that I mean, New Zealand First is registering quite high compared mm. to how they were, obviously in twenty twenty. Um, but so are the other smaller parties. So whether that continues, whether people revert. Mm to national labour again, it's hard to tell, but this is an interesting time for, for both national and labour in terms of where where both parties are polling post-MMP. Yeah, it is. I, I've sort of pondered this myself the last few months. It's, been, it's a really interesting dynamic to watch play out because on the one hand, it's a bit of a drag race. You've got a left block and a right block and, um, you know, without... Um, and you know, a few months ago, New Zealand First wasn't doing so well, and without without them in Parliament, without um, you know, Party Māori seems to have aligned itself with the left bloc um, at the moment. It does feel like a bit of a drag race between left and right. But then you're right; it is very interesting to see uh, both Labour and National polling quite low, and and you know, particularly with the resurgence of ACT, you know, the Greens have always polled relatively well. Um, uh, even when even when um, Labour's polling incredibly well, they've still polled quite high. I've always thought, but but it is interesting to see both both the Greens and ACT polling quite well um, at the same time uh, as their you know uh, and 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 the the their, their likely coalition partners um you know having to having to sort of um having to sort of eat uh, eat that and 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 wear that. It's a, it's it's an interesting um, dynamic. There is um I suppose the big the big change we'll see at the conference is a new uh, Labour Party president, um, Claire Zabo, um, stepping down, and Jill Day, the only candidate to succeed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose it's always it's always a good thing to have a kind of managed transition. I think for, when last I checked, there were no other uh, no other candidates, uh, and it's a sort of a, a bit of a, uh, a, a well, anointed, perhaps the wrong word, but but a, quite a, a clean transition of power. Is that what 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 people sort of want to see? Um, oh, I don't think people are, are concerned if there is a um, a contest. I don't think that's ever bothered people. Right. As, you know, as long as it's a, a reasonably friendly one. Um, <laughs> yes. But it seems like Jill was well and truly supported throughout the party to the point that people said, wow, this is great. I mean, Claire felt to me like Claire was going to be hard to replace mm. and people breathed a sigh of relief when when Jill's name um, was proposed because, um, you know, she's got the same level of competence as Claire. So I, I think everyone's really happy with it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a different style, but... Um, any advice? Oh, no, I don't. 
I, I don't need to give people advice <laughs> in that position. I think ahead of this podcast, you were mentioning the amount of flying uh, that involve that, that it involves us. Um, caucus meetings, obviously, and then um, and then you know flying up and down the country to the various Labour Party um, meetings and, and things. It sounds like an absolute um, mission of a of a job logistically. Um, well, being the president has a lot of responsibilities, but also a lot of rewards. I mean, the the people that you meet and the passion that Labour people around the country have is really inspiring. I mean, I was the president during a, a diff- really difficult time. Mm. Um, being the president now would be just a delight because people are so energised and so, I don't know, maybe you, you get more good ideas when you're feeling comfortable than mm. you do when you're involved in fighting. But the the ideas that people are talking about now for progressive change in the future is really great. It's and, and yeah, it would be a fabulous time to be the president. And I certainly hope that Jill enjoys it. But of course, it's got it's got demands. But um, you're more than rewarded for them. People um, people often talk about things that are happening on the fringes of these parties. Little you know, um, tea and sandwiches uh, events and 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 uh, and drinks in the evening at the pub. Um, what's that sort of like? The kind of fringe events, the 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 gossip that that takes place. Uh, you know, there's a sort of um, cliche, I guess, of 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 people um, suggesting over beer that that perhaps you should put your um, put your your hat in the ring for running as a candidate in the next election. Does that does that sort of take place, or is that um, a bit of a myth? I'm not I'm not sure that's that's so much gossip as um, supporting people to you know put their name forward for different things. That's something that women in the party have spent a lot of time doing because um, uh, even in Labour, women tended to be um, more reluctant to put their name forward for mm. candidacy or for um, leadership and organisational positions. So um, I, I don't think it's gossip. It's just how people get encouraged to, to do things. Often people don't, it doesn't occur to them that they might be a good X, Y or Z person. Mm. Someone else says, have you thought about standing for that or have you thought mm. about being the regional representative or the candidate or yeah so you think there's a, there's a bit of that um a bit of that um that will happen at this at this conference where you know some people might say look you know great to see you here um have you thought of, we were looking for a candidate in this electorate have you thought about putting your name forward or we need we need some some someone to to hold this office in the party have you thought about putting your hand up, hand up for that I, I certainly hope it does. I hope that party members are encouraged <laughs> to look at their future options. Yeah, it's a great thing. We'll, um, we'll just uh, take a quick break for an ad and then um, come uh, come right back. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If she thinks, man, I've had a shit Mother's Day, it's not on me, okay? You're not my mum. That's the kids. The kids should have been best behaviour, and they chose not to, okay? Yeah. They chose to give you crappy presents. They chose to complain yeah. at the nice breakfast we made. I'm just there, I'm helping, yeah. but it's, sorry, mate. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to On The Tiles. Uh, my guest is Ruth Dyson, who's talking about the Labour Party conference this weekend. Um, there'll be a bit of policy discussion, there always is. How do you think members are feeling about about some of those reforms that are um, 
that are attracting a bit of attention at the moment. The Three Waters one is the, the, the one that sort of springs to mind naturally. Is uh, are they is the membership feeling as as hesitant around that as 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 it appears the wider the broader country is? It doesn't seem to be much debate even amongst um people who have serious concerns about the Three Waters reforms as proposed, but there doesn't seem to be much debate about the fact that local authorities um, just haven't got the resources to deal with the infrastructure issues that we as a nation face. Mm. So I think the, the problem is is agreed. Um, the solutions, you know, clearly differ. Um, and then we have a, a, another group that just say there's nothing wrong. I think that's a very small group. The, the um, local government people that I've discussed it with certainly agree that there's a problem but just have various views about what the solution might be I listened with interest to the to one of the alternatives that was proposed uh, last week and heard um, Jacinda say you know our ears are open and I think that's the attitude that the conference mm. would be encouraged by if, if we've got a problem there may be a variety of solutions to it. Let's work them through until we get a bit more agreement than we've got at the moment. Are there any other big sort of policy areas where, that, like, you know, the members are putting forward? There's a there's a real sort of um, which groundswell is kind of a, a, the wrong word now, <laughs> but there's there's a sort of a swelling of, of support around a certain policy area from the from from the membership that they'd really like the 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 party caucus or and the party hierarchy to sort of consider. Well, I think that will become obvious during the conference, but I mm. think our, our manifesto as it is, our policy platforms as it is now, um, are, are built on really strong foundations, and I think people are people are overall happy with them. Mm. So I think there'll be, um, uh, like Three Waters that you mentioned, there'll be areas of implementation where people say, you know, we've got different ways of doing this. But the policy platform that we base our manifesto on, um, I don't think is going is going to change radically. No, it's not. It's not controversial within the party membership. We've got a right. very solid base of what we want to achieve, what we have achieved. Then that's the other part of a um, of a conference because you're surrounded by people from within your own party. It's a really great opportunity to um, to really celebrate the achievements, and that's mm. something that. I, I guess you don't often get a chance to do. Most people just get on with their lives, and a lot of people wouldn't even recognise what the government's done in the last, you know, two years, for example, let alone the last five years, because that's not top of mind for most people. They're doing their own thing. Yes, yeah, well, I, I um, conference is really an opportunity to, yeah, yeah, record and celebrate the achievements. Well, I, I was um. Talking um, to uh, some people in the party the other day, and they sort of mentioned one of the one of the, the difficult things about government is you know it does have that sort of um, naturally uh, there's there's just an attrition kind of um, thing that happens naturally, uh, and 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 it is always difficult to get on top of of you know managing the day to day life of of a government, um, and a party conference in a way is important is, is is a moment when you are in government to just remind the faithful to keep the faith because you know you, you can you can point the finger at at areas that are going well um, and highlight them because you know naturally attention usually focuses on things that are not are not going well you you don't see the stuff that is actually you know working. 
Yeah, I think I, I don't think it's so much a focus on things that are that aren't going wrong, although that are going wrong, although that does tend to be the focus of the media, and I don't mean that in a a way that's critical of the media, but the media aren't really in in their job to promote things that have been done. They're there to look at issues that are causing problems or you know some yeah. controversy that's that's the legitimate role of the of the media in our society so that's what people hear mm. so yeah i I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the attrition factor i think it's i think it's just the nature of our communication mm. and i suppose i'm interesting my last um, my last party conference was the national party one and um in, in august and there was an interesting you know the floor um passed or debated i think one of them narrowly uh, no i think they were both passed actually uh remits on um increasing uh or, or doing more to decrease the cost of um, early childhood education um, and then a remit around planning and and the way the agricultural land was being devoured by growing cities uh, and carbon forestry and, and it, it looked like these two remits had gone through um, that one had they had gone through um, sorry the regional um, uh, the, the the regional conferences um, but the the kind of vigor with which they were debated in the floor appeared to almost surprise the party leadership and it's it's a very interesting kind of moment where the members actually say, look, you know, you, you, this is obviously clearly a big issue for us, and it perhaps isn't a big, uh, hasn't been seen as a big issue for the, the party caucus. It's a, it was a very interesting moment where the membership was able to say, hey, look, we'd really like you to take a look at this, please. Do you think there's a chance of something similar happening at this party conference over certain issues? I'd be very surprised, and that's, um, that's really based on the experience that, the Labour Party leadership has and the connection they have with their own party. Mm. If you compare that to the National Party leadership, they have very little experience actually of being in Parliament and not so much experience within their own party. So I think that that they just don't have a connection in the way the Labour leadership does. So I I would be surprised if... um, if the Labour leadership was sort of, gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> that would come as a surprise to me. Well, Ruth Dyson, we should probably uh, leave it there. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, really appreciated it. And um, yes, I'm sure I, I, I hear you, you're not. Uh, you're not actually going to be at the conference uh, this weekend. Um, but uh, but um, we've got. We're sending clear. I'm not going to be there either. Uh, but we're sending um, my editor clear to read up there. So uh, if you're interested, uh, please um, log on to the website and 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 read all about it. Uh, Ruth Dyson, thanks so much for coming on. And that was on the tiles for another week. Uh, Ethan Sills is our producer, and we'll be back next week with uh, another another podcast on another uh, political topic uh, du jour. Thank you so much for for coming on and joining us. Thanks, Thomas.